Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. Ken Klein with us, of course. Ken, I want to talk about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I'll give a little background and then have you explain some of this. The four horsemen of the apocalypse are described by John of Patmos in his book of Revelation, of course. John the Apostle, in the last book of the New Testament, the chapter tells of a book or scroll that was in God's right hand that is sealed with seven seals. The Lamb of God or the Lion of Judah, which is Jesus, opens the first four of these seven seals, which summons forth four beings that ride out on white, red, black, and pale horses. And although some interpretations differ, the four riders are seen as symbolizing conquest, war, famine, and death. Where do we stand with these four horsemen, Ken, and how important is this to prophecy? Well, you know, one of the things that's happened to Christendom is that it's been poisoned by the heresy of what's called dispensationalism. That's going to be a real uh, axe for people to grind with me, because I, I see these four horses, which they see coming at the last seven years of time, I see them riding since the beginning of time. Uh-huh. And, and, and the white horse, you can see in these megalomaniacs that have appeared in history that go out conquering and and, and, and taking, taking over the world as, as if it belongs to them. They're megalomaniacs, and we, they're, the history is replete with them. The red horse takes peace from the earth, and, and we saw this happen on a global scale in World War I and World War II. I mean, there was no peace on the earth, especially World War II. The whole world chose sides and went to war. So the red horse has obviously uh, been riding for some time. The black horse, famine... When you look at what the British, for example, did in India, where they wouldn't let these people plant crops, they wanted them to plant a cotton so they could maintain their control of the textile industry, 10 million people died of famine. Starvation, yeah, it was horrible. And, and, and as far as the Ashen or Green Horse, just as examples to prove my point about them riding in, throughout history, uh, uh, you know, Genghis Khan, uh, some people say, well, he knew what he was doing, uh, because he was understanded biological warfare and allowed for the Black Plague to invade uh, Western Europe, and, and a third of Europe died. We, we've seen pestilence hit the world all over the place. There was 100 million people that died uh, in South America because of the white man bringing diseases into that part of the world. So we've had these things hit the world since the beginning, and they've been riding uh, throughout history. And they affect the empires of the world. And it, they're they're still riding, and they're going to ride, and we're going to see their effect in, in, in a major way in the in the coming years because they've been doing this since the beginning, and it's not going to end. So these things were given to us uh, not to frighten us, but so that we could begin to understand the world in which we live. It's actually the mercy of God showing us these things so we can understand how to live in this in this world, so we're not overcome by it. And yet, you know, when you look at the way people behave today, uh, they're, they're glued to uh, CNBC and CNN and Fox, and all they consume is the political chaos. That would drive you, drives me nuts. I, can't, I can hardly watch it anymore. It's so crazy. And the people that run the world, uh, their theory of conquest is, is almost like the way you make a movie. There has to be a hero. There has to be a villain. And the hero eventually beats up the villain, and that's the end of the story. So their their theory of conquest is thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. That's 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 why they need Trump. 
they need uh, they see him as the bad guy he is an obstacle to globalism and so they see him as a as as the evil guy as a, uh, uh, or the antagonist they, they see themselves as the protagonist so they need to create these polemics so that they have chaos and they're achieving it we we are being overcome by the chaos in the world and 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 that's their strategy and they'll pull the plug uh when it's the right time and i think like i said it will be uh, a financial world crisis that brings it about and they'll bring it they'll bring upon us uh, the new the finalization of the new world order which we began to see emerge after world war ii when, when the united nations was set up that's the outer shell of the of globalism and it's the eighth head of the beast system that goes all the way back to the time of the egyptians and, and goes all the way through time we're seeing it in our time so uh these are these are amazing fulfillments of things that have been long prophesied and we're seeing them manifest now in a conclusion in our lifetime the uh so-called beast of the revelation tell me about your thoughts about that and then the number 666 well the beast of the revelation is a is a system of empires Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medo-Persia, and Greece, five of these uh, empires uh, have come and gone by the time the Roman Empire showed up, which is the sixth head of the beast. It says that the beast has seven heads and, and ten horns. And so these seven heads were the, the five I mentioned that died before the Roman Empire even showed up. That was the sixth empire. Then we're told that the beast was not, and it disappeared. There was no regional head. Uh, uh, region head of the beast for a thousand years until the end of the Dark Ages, and the seventh head emerged on the beast, which was the British Empire. And the British Empire was the greatest empire that ever ever existed. It, it was global. It was all the sun never set on it. And then it says that that empire would be slain. And what was it slain by? It was slain by the, a great sword, which which came out of the red horse. The red horse has this great sword. And that takes peace from the earth, and when the peace was taken from the earth by the wars, the seventh head was slain, and out of that seventh head would come an eighth head, and that eighth head is the the United Nations. It's very clear and obvious if you stop and look at the history. It just plays out exactly the way the prophecies are are, uh, denoted in Scripture. So that's the beast, but there's a second beast that's mentioned in Revelation 13.11, and I go into great detail about that beast in, in my book, The Deep State Prophecy and the Last Trump. If you want me to go into it. Yeah, please, Ken, go ahead. That well, beast. well, the second beast is called the false prophet. Now with the Pope, you know, making these overtures to, to the Muslims and saying, like, you know, we should have a one-world government, and they just made this deal a few days ago. People are saying, well, the Pope is the false prophet. You can't do that. You can't c- combine Islam with Christianity, and that's really true. But the Pope is not the false prophet. The false prophet has to be uh, uh, de-encrypted from the symbolism. And I seem to have some skill in doing that over the years in my studies of history and Scripture. I've been you know, at this for 50 years. Uh, the, the false prophet is, is, is very interesting and the most mysterious, I think, image in all of the Bible and there are very few people that have been able to write about this because it's so deeply uh, encry- encrypted. But if you look at the, at the way it's described, it says it has two horns, and it looks like a lamb uh, and speaks like a dragon. Well, a lamb is, is, a, is an image of Christ. It has this Christian uh, veneer to it, but inwardly it's satanic. 
and and so it says it has these two horns. Well, if you look back at at, at uh, what a horn means in the Bible, it clearly means a a, uh, a power or a government uh, or uh, an entity that has power. So, what what two powers are there that have come together that have a Christ-like appearance that inwardly are satanic? And, and that have three power, three miracle systems: one fire from heaven, an image that speaks, and the other one uh, that you just mentioned is six, six, six. So, so what are the two? What do the two horns represent? Well, they re- they represent to cut to the chase, England and the United States, and they've been melded together by the people that created the thirty third degree Scottish Rite Freemasonry, which is like a bridge between Europe and the United States. Where, where they've diluted Christianity and Judaism, and now these men conspire to bring about this union of these two horns, England and the United States. And you can see, I remember Paul Harvey said, you know, if I was the devil, what I'd try to do is conquer the United States and take over the world. Well, that's what's happening. And this false prophet, which is called a pseudo-prophetes, which means a, a false messenger, puts out a false message, people mistake as a human. It's not. It's a system of two horns or two kingdoms or two kings, or two powers. And it's clearly uh, the, the, the alleged Christian nations. You, you know, England was a Christian nation for a long time, then it went sideways. It became atheistic, and it's totally decayed. And so is the United States decaying. It was once highly influenced by Christianity, but there's always been uh, this element of, of uh, uh, a watered-down Christianity that's come through uh, masonry. And I, you know, I just got back from Washington, D.C. I went to their Scottish Rite Free Temple. And along with, you know, the Bible uh, uh, Institute there, there's these two systems that were, uh, you know, fighting fighting against each other from the beginning. So America, if you look at the Washington Monument, it's, it's a Masonic image. So America's always been vexed by Masonry. So America's more Masonic than Christian, and yet it poses as a Christian nation. It's not. It never was. It's it's always been uh, influenced to a great degree by the Bible, but but more so by masonry. Thirty percent of the people that came over on the Mayflower were called strangers. They were masons. Look at the people that signed the Constitution, mostly masons. So there is this watering down of the truth of, of God's word by this element that has melded these two horns together, making this thing called a false prophet. The power systems. The fire is, people say, well, that's like Elijah, so that's mythological. The fire is clearly military high-tech to control the nations with a big stick. I mean, now we have uh, uh, laser-armed aircraft that can shoot down missiles. I mean, this is fire from heaven. Uh, The heavens, Arrhenius is a very generic word in the Bible. It could mean uh, outer space, it could mean atmospheric heavens, it could mean the sky right above us. So these, these weapons... Are, are designed to control the world through fear. Then you have the image of the beast. So the beast, I said, you know, was a system of these empires. So what could the image of this thing be if it's a system and you can't even see it with your eyes? And it's clearly, without going into great detail here on the, on the radio, it's clearly uh, the media. The media is a reflection of the mores, folkways, and values of the world system. That's what it is. And we're bombarded by it. I mean, the average television's on seven to eight hours a day. People can't take their eyes off their phone. I mean, you look at 
you go go to the airport and just sit there. Everybody's everybody's got their phones out. Everybody. Everybody. And so you're, what are you getting? You're getting more of the media controlling your mind. It, it, it's incredible. And it's, it's cool. You know, there's, there's over 5 billion cell phones in the world. I didn't know that until I looked into it. And billion. growing, Ken. And, and growing. growing. So this is, this is the image of the beast. And it's, and it's programming people. What, 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 about, what about social networking? Would you throw that in there, too? Well, you know, social networking is... is control the like facebook is really controlled by the international elite so yes and so is face so is youtube to a great degree it's controlled i mean i can't put stuff like what we're talking about on youtube i would be they would x me out in a minute because they control the media like that so yes social media is a, a addictive problem and uh, so this is the image of the beast that that is uh, you know programming people and it's a it's called an attesting miracle or a sign. It's happening in our lifetime. You can see it. And the last is this 666. I think we talked about it when we were together in Boulder. Mm-hmm. And this is, a, this is electronic money. And, and, and you can see the end of, of cash coming. It's been being slowly eliminated so that the only people that use cash anymore are the drug, the drug cartels and, and prostitutes. And, and, and now everybody uses their phone to pay bills with. You can just swipe it when you go to the airport. Uh, we're going to be phased into electronic money. Some of the nations of the world are already being uh, beta tested with this thing. And so is Bitcoin, a, a forerunner. And how easy will it be to take and cost, confiscate it electronically? Exactly. Or even inflate it. I mean, they can make as much money as they want just by a push of a button. Or putting a button, sure, and take yours away. Yeah, exactly. And so we're we're headed into these terrible times. You know, uh, I just see that, uh, you know, when, when, they, when Jesus was killed, you know, everybody was so sad because it went, oh, my gosh, we thought he was the Messiah, and now he's dead. And they thought the, the, the Sanhedrin won. He's been killed. And, and I see that happening for God's people. It's going to look like we lose. It's going to look like we lose, but we end up winning just the same way that Jesus did. You think we will win? I think we'll win because we'll be raised from the dead. (laughs) So I don't think the world can be fixed. It hasn't, you know, that song, you know, the world still is the same. You'll never change it. That was prophetic because the world has been set in a torque. We have to overcome the world and we overcome the world through Jesus. That's the only way we can overcome and and win is through him and through his victory. But we're not going to fix the world. It's not, it's not fixable. It's ruined. And the only way we win is to be raised from the dead or to, it says, not, not all of you will die. Some of you will be overtaken by the return of Christ. So uh, it, it, we need to be armed with the knowledge of this so that we don't get uh, succumb to it. And many people are succumbing to the chaos, and they can't take it. And people are spinning out. People are falling away. People, it, it's per- It is perilous times that we live in. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.